0: Theatrical media. Hey, schmeizets. You're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty, and I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily. Thought-
1: Hi, Emily. Hi, buddy. How are you surviving
0: this times of um, political upheaval? Oh, man. As best as any of us can be, right? It
1: does sort of feel like we're on the precipice of an apocalypse, which is very exciting. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I understand I mean, I that say sentiment. say that because I'm like the most... Uh, re- like of my friends apparently I'm like the most unfazed person everyone seems like obviously everyone's really worried right
0: I don't and know that. man <laughs> I mean there's a lot of shit happening and yeah like I don't really see how everything can just for the most part continue on going the way it's been going so yeah I understand yeah. what you're saying I don't know I am just trying to listen to Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat <laughs> <Code> a lot. Huh. <laughs> That's funny.
1: I started watching Moonlighting this week. Yeah, where did you watch that? It's on DVD because I own it. Oh. you? I bought it on DVD the entire series. It's only two seasons. On DVD from, get it, Virgin Records... Way back in the day when they had, like, oh, all those crazy deals, like, in the yeah. bin, $10, something like that. And I was like, someday I'll watch this. And I was, like, like looking seven for it on later, streaming. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. No, I'm literally watching it off a of DVD.
0: Moonlighting uh, was great. only two seasons? Two
1: seasons. Yeah. No, five seasons. Oh, then I only have two seasons on DVD. Oh. <laughs> you get I thought it was a free. complete series but I guess oh I guess it is just season I, it, since it was a package a one package that has seasons one and two I assume gotcha. it was a complete series ah, you never why know you what put happens two seasons together In one DVD box. Well, that is extremely exciting. I will start watching them more swiftly because I was savoring them because I thought I only had two seasons. Ah, No, you've got after like the first episode. I was like, "Holy shit, this fucking show is amazing!" It's still
0: only like sixty episodes or something,
1: right? But yeah, sixty-six. Well, it's fantastic. It's a great throwback. It's incredibly sexist. It's very funny. Well, sure. (laughs) I'd expect (laughs) nothing less. As someone who's watched The X-Files, it's highly informative oh, uh-huh. to how The X-Files exists. Like, there's I no mean, way The X-Files exists. Or even, like, even like the changes in genres of television or how we perceive television, what's acceptable as television. Like, there was an episode in the first season that I watched a few days ago that was, like, first of all, the episode had an intro by Orson Welles.
0: Mhm mm.
1: and and also before the before the intro there was like a RIP Orison Wells oh. so he had like died recently right and he was like smoking a cigar first of all that was no. weird and he was like talking about how Like, next, on the next hour of television, don't be alarmed. We're going to do something on Moonlighting that's, like, weird and crazy, and you're not ready for it, but don't be alarmed. Like, about 12 minutes in, it's going to be black and white, but don't adjust your TV. It's not broken. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God, this is so adorable. And then it was, like, an episode. It was, like, a dream episode where they get into a fight at the beginning of the episode. They each have a dream about the situation, and then at the end, they come back together or whatever. Oh, and
0: isn't somebody's, like, in the 40s or something? This, is that in why this it's black secrets, and
1: white? Yeah, both of them. It was, like, they... Oh, both they, okay. Oh, it was hilarious. It was very sexist. I, I have mean,
0: a lot of, like, cultural t- touchstones from mm. uh, Moonlighting, but I've never seen it. Well, the
1: other thing about Moonlighting is that it informs, like... It informs so much. It informs, like, a lot of procedural television that we watch. I think it informs anything that has any sort of sexual tension between two characters.
0: It informs that. Absolutely. Anytime, that's... That's
1: like, in ten, anytime someone's had sexual tension with a co-character, mm-hmm. it's because of Moonlighting.
0: No, it's true. And the whole will they, won't they, when do we get <laughs> right? them together?
1: Oh, that is Moonlighting.
0: Whenever you get to the point where they do get together, everyone says that Moonlighting is the show that fucked it up first. Oh, So I don't know when that happens.
1: Oh, I can't wait to have my dreams destroyed. No. (laughs) (laughs) Of course they're going to fuck it up. I mean, the thing that's funny about watching this is just how... Oh, it's just so... I mean, it's the 80s, so... Right. Their idea of what is, like, progressive for, like, a strong, independent female character is... Oh, sure. Funny.
0: Yeah. Well, something you said actually triggered a musical theater thought... In my Mm. head, (laughs) I was listening to Behind the Curtain, another Broadway podcast. They were interviewing Brad Oscar, and he was talking about Jekyll and Hyde. Yes. (laughs) And he said something like, because he was talking about Frank Wildhorn and how he still gets shit and like, how Jekyll and Hyde may have had issues, but, like, still there's a lot of great songs Mm -hmm. in it. And you can argue, blah, 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 or the musical theater songs. But, like, then he was, like, as as he was saying things out loud, had an idea, you know what I mean? And was like, but, like, what is a musical theater song, especially now? Like, everything, the game has been changed over the years, over and over and over again. So just telling a story song right exactly so whatever songs are in a musical, a musical are a musical theater, 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 theater songs. songs i agree i 100% agree yeah, yeah brad Oscar. i mean there's a yeah yeah
1: that's real
0: yeah i was also wondering it's also if, a delightful interview i
1: oh i'm sure if i was going to cast like a musical moonlighting I mm. I would really honestly the only way to appropriately cast a moonlighting musical would mm-hmm. be to have either thirty year old Norbert Leo Butts.
0: That's what I was going to say. Or Some
1: sort of like magic fantasy thing where current Norbert Leo Butts can like like it's all framed in his flashback so that he can play the character throughout the whole thing.
0: Oh. because it needs
1: to be Norbert Leo Butts. I honestly Wait, don't know who, who else, else is going to do be. it. That
0: was what I was thinking too, like, Norbert Leo But Like, Butz. who
1: else had, or anyone else who can replicate that energy? Yeah, I don't or know. perform that type of energy because he is dead. Well, I
0: for did that part. say in, uh, I think it was on, it wasn't in the Bright Star review. Maybe it was. I don't know. I did say that in Bright Star, anyway, I got a little bit of Norbert Leo Butt's energy from Paul Nolan. Mm I could, yeah, I
1: could see Paul Nolan. I could see Paul Nolan as David.
0: Right? Especially if it's the young, like, if you have that energy that he was giving in the young scenes of Bright Mm -hmm, Star. mm -hmm.
1: I don't necessarily know if these two people work together in the same version, but Mm -hmm. I really think that... um, um, Cheryl Lee Ralph would be a really really perfect uh, uh uh oh I forget what the female character's name is. Sybil Shepherd. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Again, like cuz I haven't seen it and I know I know Bruce Willis's energy in general he has the same energy for almost everything yeah. else. Well yeah, and the character
1: she's, is like it's it's a direct line to Mulder. He's like the wacky, jokey, joke mm-hmm. dude and she's like She's not Dana Scully. She's not, like, she's clearly the precursor to Dana Scully. Like, Dana Scully is, like, the smart... She's a scientist. She's a '90s woman. She's accomplished. <laughs> Civil Shepherd's character is a model who lost all of her money to a scam artist and now has to work at this detective agency oh, that she no. happens to own because it's her only asset that she has left. That's the premise. Is how, I did like, not yep. know that. So that's the premise <laughs> is that she yeah she's literally just like a world famous supermodel whose oh, accountant steals all of her money and then like. So all she has left are her assets, like her house and her car and like this detective agency that she owns that she doesn't even know about because it was just an investment that she
0: made. In a detective yep, agency, yep. somebody made yes, an investment made it, for her in a detective
1: agency. Yeah, I mean, this guy also ran off with all her money and built a casino in the well, Caribbean. That's true. So you know,
0: sure, that's true. But yeah,
1: so then she's like, "Oh, the only since the only financial asset that I have is this detective agency. Like, I can either sell it, fold it, because it's, but it's not worth anything. The only way to make money off of it is to make it work and run it."
0: <laughs> So oh, that's the problem. So she's man. like, so why doesn't she get some modeling jobs? Oh, she's too old, Patty. She's too old to oh. be a model. Oh. No,
1: she's over 30, so. <sighs> um, yeah, But so, it was the age of the supermodel. No, it's really fat yeah, and like it is, and they play into that a lot, and but she's just like, he's like He's like exactly like the Mulder thing where he gets to be like a total dumbass and aloof, but then always solve the crime at the last moment. And then she's like the yeah. nag who's always like, she's like Dana in that she's always like, David, none of this will work. But unlike <laughs> da- uh, Dana, she doesn't contribute as much. I mean, she still does like, right. they still contribute, oh, you know, we solve the crime together, but it's not the same. Yeah. You know, it's still like, David's still like, like in the dream sequence episode, the dream sequence episode starts with them having a fight about like they found out about this murder where it was a couple and all the only details they know is that it was a couple and at the end of it both of them were dead. And it, oh. and in the car afterwards. I put this video I filmed this a bit of this and put it on my Instagram because I was or did I? Where she was on the let somebody was on the let. No, way. that was something else. I just thought that was really oh, okay. wonderful camp. It's really campy, too, which is what's great about <laughs> yeah, it. Sure. It was a survivor! I just love Civil <laughs> Shepherd is, like, the, both of them are going for it. But the dream sequence is, like, they he is, like, or she says something in the car, like, oh, that poor woman fell in love with the wrong man and he murdered her. And then he's, like, what? How do you know? Maybe she, he fell in love with the wrong girl and she murdered him. And then... Oh. Right, it goes into that, and then and then she's like, "No, oh, I just know that he's the one that murdered." And he's like, "You're sexist because you assume that the man's the one that murdered the woman." That's not how it works. Yep. And so then they get into a whole argument where he has this like whole superiority thing where he's like,
0: "You're sexist, Sybil Shepherd, and I'm not." Damn um, it. Which is now I'm really upset that you're watching the DVDs <laughs> and I can't watch streaming. Aw, well, you can borrow the DVD once I'm done with them. Okay. Thanks. Um, yeah, because then you have to get the other three seasons. <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and the the dream sequences were then them like playing playing out their fantasies of what they both imagined. Would, sure. This this murder thing would what be, happened? but it's just like, and then of course like like. The end of the episode is them like reconciling both of them in their own minds, being like, I know what happened, like the dude's the bad guy, I know what happened, the lady's the bad guy, and the other person's an idiot. But like he literally gets the last word in that he in the episode and he's like, Civil Shepherd, you're sexist. Because oh, uh, Yeah, God. and I'm like, No, 80s, that is not a quality, 80s. But
0: what happened? Who killed? Well, who? we don't know.
1: We only saw their dream sequences oh, no. from the either
0: side. Well, that's dumb. Yeah. They don't tell you what they well, need to figure Orson out what they Well, Orson Welles
1: told you it was going to be an experimental episode of television, Patty. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Orson Welles. Jeez. But listen, Norbert Leo Butts as David is one of the is really the some uh, yeah inspired casting.
0: I mean, basically, at like I said. Because of the energy that Bruce Willis gives off, I feel like any role that Bruce Willis plays, Norbert Leo Butts would play the musical version.
1: And, okay, another suggestion, and I know we fucking suggest him for everything, (laughs) like Under the Goddamn Sun, but Joshua Henry really could bring some fun to this, because he, I think he could hit that high energy, fun, wacky thing.
0: Yeah, he absolutely could. He doesn't get to do it a lot, but he definitely could. yeah. Yeah. Come in for that. Absolutely, he could do that.
1: Okay, okay, okay.
0: Mm. I'm on board for that, and he's age appropriate. <laughs> I just, okay.
1: No, I'm trying to think of like other people that give me like, yeah, like 80s cover girl. Oh. Because that's really what it's about. She's like a. I mean, actually, she's not. She's, like, a 70s cover girl. She's a 70s cover oh, girl sure. who's not on right. the cover anymore because it's the Because now she's too old. Right. Even though she's still, mm. like,
0: literally the most motherfucking beautiful person. Holy Pizzle shit. Sybil Shepard is beautiful. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Did you ever watch her sitcom, Sybil? No. It's good. I watch it after this.
1: Oh my god, wait, can we cast who plays who plays Alice Beasley's character, the secretary?
0: Alice Beasley, let me look her. Oh my up. god, when you
1: see her you'll know who she is. She has a really distinct right, voice figure. too. <laughs> I didn't know her name until this, but I definitely knew who she was. Oh, uh-huh, right? uh-huh, uh-huh, And she has this really fun thing where she's always answering the phone with, like, a, a poem, you know? She's like, we're oh. this detective agency, like, if you need someone to catch your wife, we'll get it with a knife. Or, like, that's not it, oh, but, like, the, she's rhyming things, being like, if yeah. you need your money back, we'll go find it. If you need your kid, we'll <gasps> take care of them. Like, she... Yeah. Oh,
0: it's so cute. It's so cute. Leslie Kritzer. I well, I don't want to... Oh yeah. I don't want to typecast her as like too goofy, but what about like Alice Lee? Ooh, yeah. Oh, she'd be great.
1: Right? Yeah. Definitely. Oh my god. I, hmm. <laughs> I was just on Moonlighting. I- the music, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, now that we've had this lively discussion about moonlighting. Yeah. Now I'm like really trying to think of someone who could be Sybil Shepherd, though. What about like Betsy Wolf? She's too young. I mean, yes, but like for
1: this part, it's such a specific time. That's true. No, you're right. So she needs needs to be.
0: be She literally needs to be like 30. She
1: needs to be yeah between. She probably needs to be between like well, she needs to be over 38. I wouldn't actually put a cap on the top of it because I don't think there needs to be a cap on the top. (laughs) Like because she could be. as old as oh, anything, man. but she can't be. I'm just younger like imagining.
0: I'm just imagining actresses lis- like listening to this and being yeah. like, "Don't say my name. Don't <laughs> say my name. Oh God, I don't want to be considered for this. I don't want to be considered over 38." Um, well, you know what, ladies? What about, it's, it's
1: I'm sorry that society told you that getting old is horrible, but well, we're rejecting yeah. that
0: concept. Except that we're casting you in a role that. <laughs> the character is literally too old to do her job. But that's like, you know
1: what? No, I, I didn't make the 80s as horrible as they are. No. No. <laughs>
0: What about Julia Murney?
1: Oh, interesting. I would need to see Julia Murney in a wig that is like, okay, I'm sorry, but like in the first few episodes, at least in the like six episodes I've watched, Sybil Shepherd's hair is very specific and it's similar to Julia. Mm. Like when Julia cut her hair into like a bob, it's like that, but she has that 80s thing where it's kind of like a triangle. Yeah.
0: Yes.
1: I want to see. <laughs> I need to see Julia Murney in that wig.
0: Or what about, like, especially since we can picture them in the 70s, what about, like, Carrie Butler or Rachel... Rachel York? Yep, Rachel York. Okay,
1: both of those are really, really perfect suggestions for for, for that character in their own ways. Mm-hmm. Like, Rachel York... Obviously, has like the entire, like, honestly, Rachel York is probably the pick. Like, now that you mention her, Rachel York has all the like the supermodel fabulousness and right. like well, the and elegance. because like
0: Carrie Butler's a little short. Like, if we're going for realism, right. she could Well, the be thing a that Carrie has the
1: that's really good is that she's like spunky. You know, yeah. and, like, there is, like, mm-hmm. I think Rachel could play the spunk, but, like, if you could combine Carrie Butler's spunk with Rachel York's elegance, that's the character. Mm. Because she fights with David, like, she gets spunky back and will argue with him and stuff, but she's also, like, uh, uh, she's very glamorous. Mm-hmm.
0: Rachel York
1: definitely hits the glamour. Okay. Honestly, I mean, you know, I'm. Bi- I love Rachel York. I'm gonna go with no. Rachel I know. York. I knew Rachel as soon York as I said and Rachel York. Thirty-five-year-old like... Norbert Leo Butts. No, thirty-two-year-old. <laughs> Norbert. <gasps> oh, he definitely great. needs to be younger than her. Okay. I mean, it's not like that important, but he is.
0: Yeah.
1: He's like not a lot younger than her, but enough. Five to seven years. Does he
0: have like a bald spot? Has he started going bald yet? Yes. Yeah, I mean he always sort of has, but I yeah, just wasn't it's sure. Sort if he like, had. Yeah, sort of like yeah, yeah, hilarious. Well, fifteen minutes later, God damn it, <laughs> I just got so excited. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. We made it work. We made it work in this podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about some stories. Not a ton of stories this week. Something I forgot to bring up last week, but I wanted to talk about was the list came out of the most produced high school shows. Yes. So it did musicals and plays. We'll do the plays first, because some of these I know, some of these we don't know. Our Town. The first play, the most uh, Our Town not on the list. Wow,
1: so proud. There's a a couple
0: of old chestnuts in there now. The first the most produced play is by John Cariani and it's oh. almost Maine.
1: Oh, wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. John Cariani, John Cariani wrote yeah. almost Maine. Yeah. What? He wrote that play. <laughs> he <laughs> that did. Really fucking weird. I saw it at stage door. The kids did it at stage door. And it's, Oh my God, this is blowing my brain apart. <laughs> I assume I mean, that didn't... that play was like from the 80s or like the 90s maybe from like the couple of scenes I saw from it. I was like this is like mm. some like old like 1980s let's explore some relationships off-Broadway type of shit. That is what I interpreted 2004. It. Oh man.
0: No shit. And Miriam Shore was in the off-Broadway premiere in 2006.
1: Yo, that's crazy! I did not. Almost Maine, like Maine, the state.
0: Yeah, yes. we're talking about the same play. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's only one play called Almost Maine. I'm
1: just like, I i just I'm fascinated also by the fact that I wasn't aware that like. The play was produced that it was like a new play that they were doing. These these sure. I was like, yeah. what is this thing? It's. I mean, oh. I've
0: heard of it, oh but I God. don't know that it's much all, about it. It's like it. all
1: about relationships. Each scene is like two people like dealing with an aspect of like their relationship.
0: Well, that makes sense then as to why it would be oh, like you yeah. have I mean, to have those perfect for ensemble for,
1: plays for children. I mean, for yeah, teenagers, for children it's, <laughs> right. It's perfect for that sort of like and I closed did, theater setting.
0: Yeah, I did know that John Cariani wrote, but I didn't know that he wrote this or so what that means. You know, there's Whoa. a lot of actors who Whoa. write. The- <laughs> Wait, so
1: does that mean that John Cariani's got all that high school money? Has he got all that high school I, licensing money?
0: Yeah, I don't know how much that, how lucrative that actually is. But yeah, he's probably bringing in the most a fair amount play. from those licensing fees. Yeah. yeah.
1: Wow. Damn. Every well, there's, day uh, there's something new to <laughs> discover. Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> I'm glad I got to inform you of that.
1: that so weird. Maybe
0: I'll find a high school production of Almost Maine in the tri-state yeah, area go and go see it. <laughs> um, number two is your favorite, William Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream. Hooray! We did that I did that in high school. Mm. <laughs> it's next to Romeo and Juliet, it's the most accessible and it's certainly more fun than Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> That's true. Um I don't know this play Servant of Two Masters. No idea. One man two governors? No, not one man two governors. Um then Twelfth Night, another Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. You Can't Beat the House? I don't know what that never is. Something about gambling? Uh-huh. I don't know. The Odd Couple! <laughs> there it is. The Odd Couple. Which, isn't that a two-hander? Yeah. Is there anyone else in that show? I don't know. I've never seen it. Me neither. All I know you is that do that, do that guy two-handed? from that
1: golfing movie was in it. That guy from that
0: golfing Wait, movie.
1: Wait, uh, uh, Walter Matthau.
0: Oh, yeah. What golfing movie? I don't know. Some okay. It's a golfing movie.
1: Lots of old men like it. Caddyshack!
0: Walter Matthaus and Caddyshack? I have no idea.
1: I don't know what I... Okay. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I've never seen it.
0: I'm most familiar like with a Walter Matthau from like the new Dennis the Menace. Men on the golf course. Yeah, it's a... Yeah, go-fer, a go-fer <laughs> I know what ca- I. I don't know. I, it's very. I don't know. I've seen Caddyshack, but a million years ago. I'm pretty so I'm sure not that Walter like, Matthau is in both The Odd Couple and Caddyshack. He's definitely in The Odd Couple. Okay, I think he's. And I'm not necessarily questioning you so much. Well, being The first like, oh, thing I, I can
1: think of was that he was. Uh, let me look it up. But then the and then I was like, oh, he's also in Hello Dolly. That's the better reference I know him from. That's true.
0: <laughs> he is in Hello Dolly. And grumpy old men and grumpier old men. Maybe
1: that's what I was thinking of. Grumpy old men instead of Caddyshack? I don't fucking know. Wait, let me look up Caddyshack now. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that Caddyshack has the same type of um, following as Ghostbusters?
0: Yes. Oh, God. If they like remade Caddyshack with, I mean, you know, Bill Murray's like a dumb boys folk hero. And I, I like Bill Murray, so I'm you know whatever. But all right, Matt, Walter Matthau was not in Caddyshack.
1: Okay, I think I was thinking of either Chevy Chase, Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, but you probably Bill Murray. Of all these old guys.
0: Yeah, Rodney Dangerfield and Walter Matthau were like of the same generation. Because yeah. all those Something other guys are about old guys respect. now, but they weren't. Yes. Walter, M- or yes, Rodney Dagefield. Respect.
1: Nobody respects yes. me. I'm this white man and nobody respects me. Okay. <laughs> 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 what a funny, com- I bet his comedy wouldn't work in our day and age. Anyway.
0: Oh, no, it would not. <laughs> um, arsenic and Old Lace. I've heard of that. That's an old chestnut. I saw a high school production of it, but I don't remember it. Um, The Brothers Grimm spectacular the oh, fuck? I don't know. It sounds like a boring version of Into the Woods.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> the Crucible. Sure. And Rabbit Hole. Never heard of it. That is, it was a Tony, I think a Tony winning play. Certainly Tony nominated play that was then turned into a movie. And it's about, mm-hmm. if I'm... Correct. I'm going to look it up. Like, uh, like a really dysfunctional family and. Yeah, a kid is killed in a car accident and I don't it just seems like real heavy for it to be one of the most produced high school plays and like dealing with a lot of adult situations, hmm. not inappropriate, right. necessarily. Well, you go on. High school's producing heavy work. Well, sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we did. Marvin's room, which is about like rehab, and a, you know, right. I don't
1: know, it's always fascinating in high school what uh, administrators or the government or whomever has deemed appropriate for those ages. Yes, it's an it's ongoing, always wrong. They're always wrong. Yeah,
0: it's an ongoing conversation that never makes any sense. Right. They're basically like, like the arbitrary ideas of what is, is acceptable. The day you turn eighteen, everything fine.
1: Well, yeah, and you're like mean, that doesn't make sense. Please teach me about the things before I get to that
0: point. Well, exactly. Like, let's actually have a conversation about these things. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, and that's part of the problem is that a lot of these, um, either either works are being produced with no accompanying discussion about mm-hmm. them, or work, like, because, I don't know, they 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 didn't think that aspect of it through, or they don't want it discussed, right. so they'd rather not do the work. I'm sure that, yeah. I think a lot I of mean, the time it's, it's probably, I think, I don't know, whatever. I know, like... What, I think it's mostly the latter, I think is what you were going to say, and I agree yeah. with that. But for the things that are produced, like, I was in Marvin's room, we also did The Boys Next Door... Which is about people with special needs, and we were playing them, and now it's very upsetting. But I told you about that, right? I know. I, I was that. just. I, I mean, forgot. Yeah. No, I know. And like, I will say with that play anyway. As wrong as it as wrong as it is to be produced, and as tricky as any of those situations are, um, there was. Outreach and there was discussion right. with Marvin's room. Not so much when we were dealing with like drug abuse and rehab right. and like yeah. And they're like, here we're going to read this. pregnancies and things. It. Yeah. So I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, I don't understand why all of the, like you're in school, so literally everything is a you can be taught about it. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Okay, moving on to musicals. Much more exciting. Yes. Uh, the number one oh, most produced oh high God. school musical, oh according to this list, West Side is Story. The Addams Family. The- <laughs> oh, I never would have guessed that.
1: I never would have guessed that.
0: Wow. Hey, it's a man. lot of new ones on this list. That is,
1: I mean, that's that's like... Uh- that's like awesome, and then I'm also like angry that my high school did Grease and West Side Story. Wow, Grease and West Side Story, like come on! You didn't even you didn't even try to pick a musical. You just picked the only t- the two that were the f- only ones you could think of off the top of your head. <laughs> anyway, well, like, that's I'm so thinking amazing. Back on it, what though- version
0: of the Adams family are they using? I'm sure the touring one without the octopus. <laughs> or Squid, or whatever the hell it was. Um, And, you know, whatever changes, I don't know, for high school. Um, But, like, that brings up a good point. I don't know what new-ish musicals were available for high school licensing when I was in high school. What do you mean? Because we obviously weren't a part of picking, like, what was available for my school to choose when they chose to do Camelot instead.
1: I don't know. I my assumption would be that anything all the all the old stuff.
0: Well, right. So I'm not I'm not ask, actually asking you. I'm just I'd have to like sit down and think about what came out and maybe look up licensing rights and be like what could we have done instead of guys and dolls.
1: Well, don't torture yourself. <laughs>
0: no, 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 not in like a like in an honestly Yay. I'm interested sort of way. Sure. I mean, there were no parts for me. You so could have done Starlight Express. I don't know if I... Wait, is that licensable? I don't know. <laughs> that would have been great. Via Galactica. Um, <laughs> all right, I don't know. That You made an interesting point, though, because I guess I didn't really think about that. And looking at this list, there are a lot of newer shows like within the past 10, 15 years that mm. are on this list. Mm. And I'm like, oh, what could we have been doing instead? from the 90s I
1: think probably like it's funny because I feel like I when I was in high school in my theater program I thought I was a part of like a really amazing theater program and I was like wow I'm so lucky to Mm -hmm. have this we have like a multi-purpose room that's our theater we have a classroom that's our green room (laughs) like we're set up man we got all this awesome stuff this is great and in retrospect i'm like oh no i mean i went to a high school that had zero arts funding not zero but like very minimal arts funding all the funding was going to the sports programs and my high school theater department was run by one burned out dude
0: yeah you know yeah
1: love you mr klein (laughs)
0: <laughs> My uh he went to jail, so um, <laughs> well all he was the music. So he did the musicals. Um the English department was okay. No pedophiles that I know of there. Uh, moving on, number two is Mary Poppins. That's that's it. I hate it when
1: high schools do shows that have adults and children in it.
0: Well, I, I would think maybe for that one, usually a lot of times if it's just one or two kids, like if you do the Music Man or something, a lot of times they'll get like a little little sibling or something but to for actually that, play for the child. To
1: play Jane
0: and... I don't know how much... They do a lot. Michael. 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 Thanks. <laughs> Jane and Michael. Thanks. Yeah. Like, they are
1: like... they. I feel like they have significant roles. Yeah, they roles. do a lot.
0: You can put tiny freshmen in those roles. That's true.
1: Anyway, I, I mean, if what you're else? putting
0: old age makeup on people, why that's... not pretend that freshmen are 10? Oh, that's so true. The next one is Spelling Bee. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Minus the Erection sh- song, I'm assuming. Huh. But I think right, every Because, like, else is...
1: Erections are totally oh, Yeah, inappropriate we can't talk about high that. Schoolers. They don't know oh, yeah, about we that can't... stuff
0: no nope, and they're not sex. dealing with it and they're not it's inappropriate it's not an actual issue that they're dealing with right now mm-hmm.
1: oh you know what my favorite like high school bullshit excuse for why they don't want to do more risk work is because they're like well even if all of us in the room are comfortable with it we have to think about the audience. Like, your family, like, your siblings are going to want to come see your show. So, like, we have to make it something appropriate for everybody. You're like, no.
0: You can talk to those people about it, too. Right.
1: They did that at Stage Door, too. Like, they told, they Ugh. had kids, they advised kids about what show they wanted to do, like, because there was always one that was sort of, like, the older show that, you know, like, they did Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson and cut most of the fucks but not all of the fucks you know but like it was pretty much original but they literally tell the kids they're like you have to think about who is coming to show weekend is your grandmother coming to show weekend like what show does your grandmother want to see
0: that is crazy because also presumably i mean a lot of these kids want to be doing yeah yeah like, theater yeah. in their life. Yep. So, yep. that's, it's, I mean, it's a good thing to get them to think about, but not in a, in a way that's, like, are you sure you want your mother to see this? <laughs>
1: uh-huh. But
0: just in, like, a, just be aware of the projects you choose right. way. Right. That's, a, that's an important conversation to have, but not in that kind of spin. That, right. Yep. Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Cinderella featuring a new book by Douglas Carter Bean. <gasps> cool, that's a good one. And I think it's you know, Cinderella, I think, had been done a lot anyway. And this is like, do you, a fix, more active Cinderella. do you think they Fix the second act plot holes? I don't even remember what the second act plot holes are.
1: Oh, they just like I feel like I just remember that everything, everything was like unfinished. I seem to there's like wasn't there like an election and it either isn't resolved or it's resolved with someone just being like, here's a line that resolves that storyline.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: (laughs) I don't remember.
0: Me neither. Anyway, probably they did not fix anything. That's my guess. Yeah. The next one is Legally Blonde. Yes! Awesome. That's a good one. I love Legally Blonde. Mm Mm-hmm. I hope they keep there, right there. Uh-huh. I bet there's a lot of schools that have, like, there's like a weird workaround for that.
1: I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm curious. I, feel
0: I don't like know how you would, because it's very be. integral to I the plot. I think you would
1: just have to do it. I think you, yeah. if you're maybe doing it, you just legally don't do it. Blonde, it if you, yeah. Because there were. Wasn't there like a high school that like, canceled their Legally Blonde production?
0: I don't know. I don't know,
1: maybe. One of those things where the administrators were like, "Lily, Blonde? Sure. And
0: then they're like, what's that song? No! No, never mind. Well, that's the other thing. Like, these administrators who agree or whatever and then... Don't actually realize what anything is about right. until it starts, or uh-huh. like till all these kids have put in a lot of oh, work, yeah. and then they're like, Oh, wait, no, That's we like, can't talk about real life issues. When they did Let's bloody Do bloody West Side Story,
1: stage door, they like they picked Bloody Bloody. They were like, Bloody Bloody is gonna be it's edgy, it's great, it's good, and then like they started rehearsing it, and then the person who's is in charge of picking the shows, like came to a rehearsal or saw the script or somebody mentioned something and they were like, Whoa, there's like, fuck is every other line. Oh my God. This is so (laughs) inappropriate. Like we need to go in and take out all the F-bombs from this show. And it was like, you didn't, did you read the script before you picked it as, as part of your season? No. Wow wow you literally like she literally hadn't read it she didn't know anything oh about it besides God. the fact that like the kids had been requesting it and and it was
0: like edgy yep Ugh.
1: yeah and then like somebody had to like go the stage managers had to like go through all the kids scripts and be like oh we're cutting this f word and we're cutting this one and this one and this one we're only keeping in five or some, <laughs> some bullshit like that. Yeah. You know, because like if you hear it five times, you're not affected by it. But once you hear it that sixth time, you die.
0: You're going to start doing drugs. Yep.
1: Yeah. You immediately turn into a bad person in your heart mm-hmm. and soul.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you have to go get pregnant or get someone
0: pregnant. Well, that's... That was part of, like, not to turn it back to politics and not to start a real discussion. (laughs) But, like, that was one of the things that I was like, oh, right. I forget people are so offended by the word pussy. (laughs) Right. Like, that's not the issue, obviously. But, like,
1: like that that word would be
0: so shocking. Right. No, I forgot about that. Also,
1: the fact that people... That people are capable of looking at Donald Trump's behavior up until this point and being oh, right. shocked there's, by yeah, the fact no, that, that he would talk about grabbing a woman's <laughs> pussy, yeah, and you're no, like, "Did you that? see the context clues that told you that this sort of behavior <laughs> was definitely happening?" Because I, yeah, yeah, knew, yeah, like I heard that and I was like, "This is not shocking information to me at no, all. Not at all.
0: This is just no a day." <laughs> right, right, exactly, yeah. and it's like, yeah, take out one fuck, and then everything's okay. Don't hear him say pussy, and he can be the nominee. Right. Dragon wagon, yeah. dragon wagon. Speaking of, the next one is Greece. Greece, of course. There's actually a three way tie for the sixth most oh. produced. So Greece is one. Um, into the woods. Nice. Is the next one and the Little Mermaid?
1: <gasps> no way! Yeah, do you think they do on do it
0: on like roller skates? I don't know. Maybe heelys. Maybe like the original, just because those are probably cheaper. Or I just, just think like, that the way they did it at it. Paper Mill around. was like
1: really good and way better.
0: <laughs> and so if they're not well, they producing probably... it at
1: that level.
0: I yeah, that's the point. They probably use that, like, revised version. Right. I think that's the licensed version now. That makes sense. Uh, the next is Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. As As I have seen several children slash high school productions of Little Shop. And I hope also, again, I hope they're actually discussing domestic violence and not just putting on Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Right? We're just going to put on
1: Little Shop, and then we're going to be like, hey, the only thing we're going to say about domestic violence is that you should save women from it and be their hero. (laughs) Be that lady's hero. Save her from her abusive boyfriend by
0: killing him. Yeah, by killing her. (laughs) Exactly. Don't figure out why the boyfriend's abusing. Right.
1: Don't do any Um, research. Just be a hero.
0: Moving on. Beauty and the Beast, speaking of. That's yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, and this t- there's a tie for 10. So Beauty and the Beast and then High School Musical. Uh, so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. That's it. Oh, cool. Mhm. There's a picture on this Playbill article at the bottom that's an Adams Family production it's so weird when they're all the same age yeah it's like what you said about like kids because there's pugsley is standing next to like morticia and the
1: same height
0: yeah and and he's wearing a real bad fat stomach oh yeah
1: well that's the other thing is the budgets
0: well right <laughs> that's why i was like what are those beauty and the beast productions look like
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, especially well, it because is. I feel like more often than not, it's not like you, I, I think the more common experience would be a high school production that is, like, doesn't have the budget to produce something and is just producing everything cheaply and it looks cheap as opposed to maybe taking the route of, like, hey, we don't have a budget, let's do something creative, director like, in a directing sense that... Like, let's do a concept.
0: Well, right. And I do feel like, though, a lot of times the shitty thing about all the arts funding issues is that it's like uh, some teacher who has no necessary interest. It doesn't mean they don't like it and it doesn't mean that they're not. Enjoying what they're doing with the kids is by putting these shows on, but it's not someone with like a directorial vision or whatever. They're just like, oh, yeah, we do plays because we are a high school. Right. Yeah. And somebody has to do them. What about you, Mr. Clark? Okay. I'll do it. I got to do something to get full time. Like
1: my high school experience, my high school theater experience was in retrospect. Ah. Yeah. It was very much just like, we were just like, we did, you know, we did fucking like Greece and West Side Story and like Dracula and you know we did which like Dracula rumors. I don't remember we did a play, the play? we did oh. the play yeah yeah well we know oh, I'm sorry not the musical definitely not the musical, <laughs> but we only I mean, have money to do so, musicals but... every other year so that is crazy yeah but we had a you know our high school our football team won the state championship for like six years in a row so mm. you know
0: That's where the money was. Our football team sucked until I left.
1: And we did that production of Macbeth where we set it during the Civil War.
0: Oh, right. For no reason. That was
1: the directorial vision of my high school. There you go. Did they just,
0: like, have those costumes?
1: Oh, we just had. We were all just wearing, like, I don't even know where the, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There was no, (laughs) we didn't even, I don't even remember, like, having any discussion or analyzing it. (laughs) i mean.
0: If you are in high school right now and you're listening to us, let us know some of the shows that you've done or if you're recently out of high school. Yeah. Because probably some of the shows, like if you're my age or Emily's age, within those 10 years, you probably did a lot of the same shows. But I'm curious if you were recently in high school or if you're in high school, what shows are you doing? Yeah, I'm curious. Let us know.
1: Yeah, let us know also.
0: Okay. Moving on to, to news of the week. American in Paris closes today. Bye. Bye. See you never. <laughs> <laughs> Have a nice tour. And Leona Lewis is leaving cats. I guess bye to you too. See you never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Bye. I, And Mamie Paris starts on Tuesday. Meow. Welcome to the meow family. Welcome to the Jellicle Ball. The Jellicle Ball. hmm I was listening to another podcast, Broadway Stories, and Jessica Handy was talking about uh, a cat. She was telling a cat story. But I was very amused with, in the story, she was like saying and then and then I go up to the heavy side layer like instead of being like and then I got on the tire and you know was like (laughs) she kept talking about it like it was a real thing and I was like is this what cats does to you (laughs) ah she's the standby in this she made Broadway history by being the currently the only Actor who has who was in the original Broadway run uh, and now is in the revival. She's cool. the standby for Grizzabella. Very cool. Yeah. What else? Fun Home. The Fun Home and the Hedwig tours started. Cool. Wait. Yeah. So
1: does that mean that um Lena Hall is playing Hedwig? Yeah.
0: Yep. She's doing her. I think one one performance a week as Hedwig or oh. two. wish I could see that did you see her picture her Leona Lewis as Hedwig picture wait did you just say Leona Lewis as Hedwig (laughs) I think I did by accident (laughs) Lena Hall as Hedwig that's funny (gasps) Yes. right into it Uh, where's
1: she doing it no don't even tell me places I can't go
0: no exactly and I'm really annoyed because California or something I, yeah, I understand the logistics of not being able to see every Hedwig on tour, even right. though I saw every right. Hedwig on Broadway, but at the like same you time, you should
1: be able to see every
0: Hedwig. Uh, certainly Lena Hall. Yeah. I feel like I earned that. Yeah. But <laughs> like buy six, get one free. Uh, <laughs> nah. Fly me out. Oh, damn. Mm. But those tours are on the road. Those really gay tours are touring America right now. Game Fun up. Home and Hedwig.
1: Make America gay.
0: Yeah. Not again, because it always has been.
1: <laughs>
0: um, then here's something you added to the agenda. Oh. You you wanted to talk about Sutton Foster's McDonald's oh! ad.
1: Sutton Foster is doing a McDonald's ad. <laughs> Come on, Sutton Foster. This makes me frustrated because I'm oh. like I the ad that I saw, let me pull it
0: up if I can. I'll okay. say that I'm mostly offended because the McGriddle is disgusting. Wow. Well.
1: Can I just say that I was just trying to Google <laughs> Sutton Foster, like, McDonald ad, and the it, it auto-filled Sutton Foster, Audrey McDonald. And I was like, well, fair.
0: <laughs> it's on her Twitter.
1: Oh, it is? Okay. I'll
0: just rid yeah. at that. It's not like a print ad. I'm not saying that's any better, but it was just like... I don't know if they're running print ads, but it's like a Twitter hashtag sponsored or whatever. Right.
1: God, she's like, there's a lot of Sun Foster media attention. I mean, she's a show premiering, I get it. But like, she's just, how can I find it? All so many retweets from media outlets on Sun Foster. There it is. (laughs)
0: yeah it's not that far down yeah okay
1: okay so yeah no come on Sutton Foster (laughs) you do not relax with fucking McGriddles like come on Sutton no I don't believe you I mean obviously like I personally I uh, like abhor all advertising and capitalism and like all that shit so like that's you know that's already there but it right. makes me so frustrated to see to when I see someone that like what, like I respect Sutton Foster and you're literally going to sit there and be like, hey, guys, you know, what's a part of my healthy routine as a working actor, a Broadway actor, a TV actor eating McDonald's? Fuck you. No, it isn't. <laughs> no, it fucking isn't. Sutton Foster. No, you are literally It's she. No, she's lying to us for money, you guys. I mean, that's what everyone does, but, like, this makes me so angry. McDonald's. McDonald's Sutton Foster.
0: Come they're on. They're struggling. They got to do what they can. Ugh. Thank oh. God they're struggling. You know what, makes They're McDonald's, eating McDonald's <laughs> anymore. Crash,
1: burn, pit fire, you don't sell food. Just, like,
0: um, i of I understand, and we've talked about this before, Um about like actresses who, like it would be really helpful if most of them could be a little bit more honest about what it takes right, to, to maintain look the way that they look, right? So exactly. that so that they're not you know lying to everyone. I could honestly see because of Sutton Foster being Sutton Foster, her kind of being a person who eats garbage sometimes.
1: Sure. Everybody can eat garbage sometimes, and like I think, I mean, well, here's the thing: like I think that we maybe because of honestly, like because of Sutton Foster's frame, and uh, we have this assumption that she is a magically skinny person, right? Because of her proportions and like because of like the way her body is built, she looks like a person who doesn't have to try to look skinny. But we don't know whether sure. or not that's true. At well, all. that's
0: true. Yeah, you're right. Who knows like, how we have hard no she idea. has to work.
1: But, like, because of the way she looked, I mean, like, it's, we make all, yeah, we make lots of judgments on people's bodies. Do we? <laughs> <laughs> I, Look at yeah, Sutton no, Foster shopping at the home goods store. Come on, get out of here, Sutton Foster. I mean, whatever. <laughs> she's, doing, she's living her TV life. It's just yeah. weird to, because, like, the Sutton Foster that I, like, identify with is, like, Sutton Foster makeover story. So she's also like wearing those workout
0: clothes. Right.
1: And it's also, it's just weird to see like Sutton Foster. Here's like, Oh, here's no, here's like a a commercial spot or not, you know? Yeah.
0: No, I know what you mean.
1: I didn't even see this.
0: Oh, Hi, my what? Name is Sutton Foster. Dancer. Wait, she's there's an actual uh-huh. app.
1: It's on her Twitter. Also, it's for it's also about all day breakfast at McDonald's. Where my is secret it? to Broadway stardom: practice in front of my pups and enjoy more all day breakfast from McDonald's.
0: Oh well, that's what I'm not doing right from
1: what I'm going to wear for the day, vocal warm-up. Sausage biscuit, muffin, muffin, muffin. Practicing the
0: dance. Sausage biscuit, muffin, muffin, muffin. <laughs> fuck you, son <Sutton laughs> Foster, you goddamn sellout! <laughs> Rehearsal, I hope you enjoyed seeing more. Oh, That's look at her, funny. she's like
1: eating this McGriddle sandwich while people are putting makeup on her face. Muffin's
0: inspiration. ba 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 ba
1: Like, literally, Son Foster, who, A, like is on a TV show right now and, and hasn't been on Broadway in, like, what, like a year or two years? Some, what was the last thing she did?
0: I Violet, think. I think, but Violet. she's doing Sweet Charity right oh, now. Oh,
1: right, I forgot. Okay, Sweet Charity is off-Broadway, though, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, but this tweet specifically attributes her secret to Broadway stardom to practicing in front of her dogs and eating McDonald's. <laughs> and I know that yeah. it's advertising and it's reductive and it's Twitter, but come on. Son Foster, also, Mc- you're gonna sell out McGrittles- your entire success as a Broadway star to McDonald's and your dogs.
0: McRiddles didn't even exist during Thoroughly Modern Millie. I don't.
1: Yeah, that's true. I don't know if that's true. And I don't think. But her I dogs feel like existed it's during Thoroughly Modern Millie either. <laughs> Thoroughly Modern Millie was at least ten years ago. Those dogs are definitely different dogs. <laughs> Sun Foster's lying to you! Oh, I just don't like seeing people that I had respect for do things like this. Yeah. I felt the same way the first time Tina Fey had an American Express
0: ad. Oh. Oof, that first Mm -hmm. Tina
1: Fey ad, and I was like, Tina Fey, I'm done with you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're, I'm done. 2003, the McGriddles were introduced.
1: Sun Foster! Attributing her Broadway success to a sandwich that did you, she's just, um, you know, this is just uh Hollywood and politics, and uh, our public figures lying to us about mm.
0: things. <laughs> yeah, she opened in Millie in 2002, so how'd that happen? How did Sutton? that
1: happen, Sutton? How did the McGriddle cause Aaron Dilly to drop out of thoroughly modern Millie out of town? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh
1: i'm sorry to put po- i'm sorry to bring it to that
0: aaron dilly does not eat mcgriddles <laughs>
1: right that was the difference aaron dilly didn't eat <laughs> I can't even say it. we've got the scoop that's what it is we figured it out that's what that's what the conversation they had with the producers when they came together and mutually agreed that it would make sense for her to leave the production they were like, Sutton, we found this Sutton eats McGriddles, and you don't. (laughs) We're going to need to fire you, but you need to tell everyone that you chose to leave, because we're assholes, and we're going to promote this chick. Thank you, McDonald's!
0: Mm -hmm. (sighs) All right, here's some good news for you. Mm. Mary Beth Peel... Is going to be in Anastasia that on Broadway.
1: Is really wonderful
0: news. When is Anastasia happening? The spring. When
1: it when? Early spring. I know.
0: <laughs> Late spring. Uh, March twenty March twenty third. It starts. Okay. And opening night is April twenty fourth. Cool. And I know that everybody was sort of like, "Hey, where's Mary Beth Peel?" Because. <laughs> They announced, so, you know, that a lot of the people were coming from the, where was it? A Connecticut production, right? right? Wasn't it yeah. in Connecticut? I think so. And she was not on the list. And right. we were all like, hey. <laughs> but right. she's coming. Also, there's another gay prom musical. What? Yeah. This one's premiering in Canada, and it's about gay boys instead of gay girls.
1: Good. Finally, some representation for gay men.
0: On Broadway.
1: <laughs> so underrepresented. <laughs> Are they white?
0: I don't know. They're Canadian, so probably. <laughs> unless they're First Nations, but they probably wouldn't be writing I'm a musical about I'm sure they're not.
1: Them. I feel very confident that they're not. I think if that were true, they'd lead with it, because everyone would be so shocked.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine well, this if, is a-
1: if a show premiered on Broadway with, like, Native American leads, and nobody said anything about it?
0: <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that would never happen.
0: Look at these actors who are like other actors <laughs> who are acting.
1: No, they're magic like the people. <gasps> Everyone that isn't white is a magical person. Um, what is, Do we know any more information besides the fact that it's gay boys going to prom?
0: Uh, it's based on a true story, as you know. I feel sure. like most of these things are. Gay people um, go to prom. <laughs> I went to prom. To, go to
1: prom. I was a gay person. I went to prom. Right. But you didn't try to bring a girl. No, I brought my best friend.
0: Yeah. Who was a dude. So this... This is also about, he, this kid went to a Catholic school. Oh. So he Catholic he Took his Catholic still do school prom? board to court. Yeah, why wouldn't they?
1: I don't know. It seems like uh, prom is about dating and sex, and the Catholic people don't like that.
0: They're fine with dating. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. It's not like, you know, Footloose can't dance situation. <laughs> Uh, you know, there's no courting in in Catholicism or any of that nonsense. Just shame. Wait, so in the guilt. Catholic, how do you find a husband in
1: Catholicism?
0: You just find a husband, so and hopefully it, they're Catholic, and then you get married in the Catholic church. That is
1: fascinating. There's no sort of like matchmaking system or like father no, approval
0: no. system. I mean, like there's your probably father still doesn't lit- just pick your husband. No.
1: See that is so interesting <laughs> That's fascinating Catholicism is weird To me Because I'm unfamiliar with it
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean It's I mean there's a lot of like old thought processes, but aside from, like, wanting you to marry another Catholic, I right. don't think there's well, really any other... Well, it's interesting
1: that, like, because, like, like, lots of, you know, like, Jewish tradition is, like, a matchmaker, a parental system where the parents are picking your, your spouse and being, like, this is who mm-hmm. you're marrying because we found them, they're good, they're Jewish. But then, like, to not have that be part of the system, to be, like, oh, you can pick your own spouse, like, free-for-all, you can pick your own spouse, but... The only contingency is like that's not picking your spouse is not the same as saying that you have marriages based in love,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: or like love, like romantic marriages, and that so like having free for all marriage picking, but it's not connected to like romantic love is interesting to me because it's think more connected it is, to like though. procreation though.
0: Do you think? Well, like, I. I mean, I don't know historically what, like, I don't know what it was like when my parents, you know, got married. They did go to a Catholic college, so I guess chances of meeting a Catholic guy there <laughs> were high. Um, <laughs> but, like, I mean, my sister got married in the Catholic church, and her husband wasn't Catholic. He was Interesting. baptized. Interesting. I think you have to be baptized. They did have to do, like, um, pre-canna, which is, like, you know, you meet with the priest and you do before you get married you talk about nonsense and they d- you do, if you get married, at least in my church, it might vary by diocese. The governing body might have different rules, but they had to be like, yes, we will raise our children right. Catholic, even yeah. though
1: he's not Catholic. Right. One of my cousins, same thing, got married a Catholic woman, and uh, that was like the one part of it that upset my, like, my grandmother, was she was like sure. you can't raise those babies Catholic.
0: Yeah, you can also say you will and not. Right.
1: Well, they got divorced <laughs> anyway, so it doesn't
0: matter. Perfect. Woo-hoo! Catholics love divorce. <laughs> <laughs> that person can never get married in a Catholic church again. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It's just n- normal. I think it's about love. But oh. there are obviously, because it's still an organized religion, like, you know, quote unquote rules you mm. have to follow. hmm. It's weird. I don't know about anyone outside of that, like other denominations, like Lutheran, Mm. Methodists. I don't know. I think they're, they generally are looser with their rules, so. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, so this is about, he goes to a Catholic school and takes his, takes the school board to court. And so I also don't know, because it's Canadian, what their laws are. Mm, me either. So we'll see. It yeah. was a, According to this Playbill article, it was a national controversy. Yeah, oh my it's gosh! Funny and because it's... I
1: feel like the gay prom controversy hasn't been resolved.
0: No, it really has not. And this is from 2002. This happened.
1: Yeah, but the gay gay prom. I mean, that's I guess what I'm curious is like, is gay prom controversy over in Canada? Like, did they they were like, you can't do that. Stop. they fixed it. In 2002. Because, they fixed yeah, it. like, because it's certainly still, like, a, a huge problem in American
0: schools. Well, I, yeah, because the other one, so this is called Prom Queen. Hmm. And the other one, The Prom, which is about the two girls who try to go to prom together, that is based on, like, a recent thing that happened. Right. And this is from, you know, I thought it was going to be recent, too, but it's from 2000. 2000- Right, too. but even
1: so, I mean, I would think because they're because of America, and because right. no, there's I know no sort of like yeah. federal statement about like, hey, anybody can take anybody
0: to prom,
1: you can't well, do or that, or just
0: protections against or, LGBT, right,
1: or anything. That yeah, it's gonna, it'll, oh, it'll keep happening every single year at numerous schools throughout the country.
0: Yeah. Well, and then obviously that, the Canadian one, adds in the private school aspect, which Mm -hmm. is another thing where, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how that, I don't know how their laws work. Right. Regarding that uh, in Canada. Right.
1: And, like, a lot of, there's also, like, a good handful of schools that have handled it in... uh, like, even if there was a law, they loopholed it and just canceled the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Or even yep. if there was a law that was like, you can't stop people from coming, they're like, great, we're just not going to do it. No prom. That's yep. how homophobic we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no prom for everyone. No one gets prom. Mm-hmm. Ugh.
0: That's all right. Prom's not that great. Yeah. Well, so I don't know. We'll see if, if that gets farther than Canada. Yeah. And then the last thing is (laughs) my favorite musical, American Idiot, (laughs) is going to be an HBO movie. Oh. And it's going to be like a movie movie. A movie movie. Like they're making a
1: movie. They're like, yeah, Grey Gardens this.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
1: Wait, so it's not a musical or it is a musical?
0: It is a musical. Oh. God, it has to be a musical because nothing, there's, the only thing stringing it together is the music. <laughs> okay, cool, 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 Yeah, but there it says Billy Joe Armstrong is going to be in it. He's going to be St. Jimmy, which is like the id. He's like the alter ego, let's say, of mm-hmm. the main character. And he said that the script is going through rewrites, Maybe they'll just change it completely. <laughs> I don't know. I'll see it. I really didn't like it. Yeah. I did watch the the documentary Broadway Idiot, which was sort of about the development mm-hmm. of American Idiot. I really enjoyed that because it was like, theater kids making theater. Aww. And I was like, I like what this is saying, and I wish the... I had enjoyed the show that resulted from it, but right. what are you going to do? Right. That was also a different time, so maybe I, maybe I highly doubt it, but maybe <laughs> it would speak to me in a different way now. Yeah. It's always good to
1: check back in.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. That's happening. We'll see. I wonder... Who else is going to be in it? It would be fun if they brought back John Gallagher Jr., especially because I didn't even get to see John Gallagher Jr. Oh, really? I saw Van Hughes, who was great. Mm. But, you know, I love John Gallagher Jr. Yeah. And I certainly wasn't going to go back and see it to see him because I don't love him that much. (laughs) Uh, But I like this idea of HBO continuing to... Yeah. To do projects like this. I yeah. have to continue. Can I be Maybe the be creative director along.
1: of that program and make pick all the
0: shows? Sure. I want that job. Okay. Write him a letter. <laughs> Send him your resume.
1: Dear sir or madam.
0: <laughs> to whom it may concern. <laughs> I
1: think I would be very good at this job. But
0: hire me. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Caroly, Carolee, Carolee, Carole, Carolee, Carole, Carolee,
1: update! Carolee Carmelo went to go see some thought-provoking theater this week.
0: Oh! She went to go
1: see Sell By Date over at the Manhattan Theater Club.
0: Mm-hmm. And she said it
1: was amazing. Brilliant. And, um... I'm just happy that Carolee is getting to get out and see some theater. It's tough when you're a working actor, like you don't get to see stuff. So I'm glad that she's getting to enjoy that
0: aspect of unemployment. And posting about it on social media.
1: Doing a great job of posting about it. She got a great Playbill shot. You can see like the, oh, she perfectly framed her Playbill picture. (laughs) <laughs> it's very nice lighting. You can see the stool in the background, the music stand. Great, great, well cropped,
0: perfect. Congratulations!
1: I feel I feel like we just need to applaud Andrew Keenan Bulger. His teachings mm-hmm. have really taken hold. <laughs> really, she's really um,
0: gotten this this social media thing down. God bless Andrew Keenan Bulger mm-hmm. and Caroly Carmelo. <laughs> Now it's time for the Audra McDonald Tweet of the Week. On October 5th at
1: 11.29 a.m., Audra McDonald tweeted, Why do anything else when you can be on the phone dealing with insurance companies all day long with a gif of a cat shaking its head that says, Do not want, do not want, do not want, do not want. Audra McDonald, six-time Tony Award winner, sitting on the phone with the insurance company. Stars, they're just like us. It gets better,
0: except okay, now eleven twenty nine a.m. You tweeted this. That's hardly all day long, Audra. True. Well,
1: but here's the other thing. Maybe she woke up like at six a.m. Then it eleven a.m. Really feels like uh, it's that's been all day. True. If you've been up yeah. since five or six,
0: that's true. So that's true, but still. Do you think Audra still has, like, equity insurance or is she, like, is she a private buyer?
1: I have no idea. I guess I don't know how people (laughs) work that insurance stuff, but I think that generally for the actors, I mean, it's like you also, no, I don't think that they would lose their insurance. I think, like, you to lose your insurance if you're an actor, it's like, I don't know how often you have to be working, but, like... It would make sense that the system for actors' health insurance wouldn't be constantly dropping everybody, right?
0: Yeah. That I don't would know make how it sense either.
1: That would make sense, but it doesn't mean that it's true.
0: Right. <laughs> and the only reference I sort of have is that episode of Friends where Joey has a hernia and he can't deal with it. Uh- god
1: like that's our only reference for entertainment industry health insurance
0: well and like, like rumors not rumors but like sort of unsubstantiated claims of like hearing about people doing shows just because they need insurance right well because I like think that. it's like you have to
1: like work like let's like if you were getting towards the end of the year and you hadn't booked a single acting gig in the entire year then I think There is things like, like, there is a time limit where if you haven't booked any work in this amount of time, you're gonna get kicked off because, but I think that that time is like, especially for someone like Audra, like, I, you know, I can't imagine that they're like, sorry, girl. I know like you got the six Tonys, but also because she's married to Will Swenson, if he's working... Oh,
0: true. That's they're true. They're connected,
1: so... That's true. Only one of them and has to be I working wonder- to maintain the
0: insurance for the family. Right. They're obviously both in sag after also, so like can do you bounce back and forth between equity insurance and sag advantage <laughs> can so you like, call us and tell us what your insurance situation is cuz we have questions <laughs> you know who we should ask we should ask Kirsten Wyatt
1: oh yeah maybe she'll she tell told us we
0: could ask her all of our equity questions oh my god we
1: should have her on and, and we should like have her on and literally make our list <laughs> of like how do you do your health
0: insurance What if you're also in SAG-AFTRA? Yeah. (laughs) What a boring podcast. Honestly, but it's
1: like, this is like information that people would like
0: that's true it is information it's su- certainly much more useful than like what should I do if I want to be an actor just exactly. practice. this is what you should fucking <laughs> think about is how are
1: you going to maintain your health insurance if you want to be mm-hmm. a working actor because that's the nitty yeah. gritty that's the shit that's you really true. need to know that ain't nobody's telling like nobody's yeah. telling anybody how to maintain I don't know how to maintain my health insurance I got a letter from my health insurance company the other day basically like literally just wagging their finger at me being like hey you pay late a lot and we <laughs> need you to like not pay late not Can do you that? not do that like literally just nothing there's no warning in it it was just a letter being like you pay late a lot and we'd like
0: it if you didn't oh
1: and i was I, like i understand okay, me too. that's probably
0: not gonna change
1: <laughs> right i wish also insurance company
0: yeah that's funny let's move to canada <laughs> nah that's our show until next week you can follow us on twitter at, at patty the letter n emily patty and emily you can follow us individually at patty with y and at emily faye oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching patty and emily be sure to subscribe to us on itunes rate us and leave us a comment and we'll read it on the show send us your topic suggestions questions dreamcasts, etc and in the meantime go, go see live theater, theater.